0: Drop
1: the subject. The new Channel Q. Well, welcome to Drop the Subject with Ali and Jarrett. I don't want to point fingers immediately, but I just wanted to say, as you nom nom on your breakfast, there, Jarrett, I It'd am. Be great
2: if not, I mean, if I could have like another ninety seconds, <laughs> you could just like
1: uh, knee deep in this breakfast bowl right now. I'm just right letting
2: now. you know, like I just need a little more time.
1: Just wanted to uh, point out that I am sitting here breakfastless.
2: That's because you lost the bet yesterday.
1: I didn't lose the bet. I won one of the bets.
2: And you also said that they canceled each other out. No, no. So we did not no, end no, no, up no. having to do that. Okay, That's, this is—it's literally recorded this, because this is also a podcast. <laughs> All right,
1: we need to find the audio then because, because you because said,
2: "Oh, they cancel each other out," and no, I said, "Oh, okay." The
1: other—the other bet canceled each other out because we were both wrong. You lost exactly the other bet. So then I get a breakfast.
2: That is not how math works.
1: I have. Yes, it is. Okay. I, that makes me angry as a lady. Because? Because of the stereotype that we can't do math. And I can do math. And I get breakfast.
2: uh, Okay. (laughs) I don't know how to even respond to that. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Can All I get right. this ninety seconds now? Okay. Jesus. Well, it's
1: been ninety seconds. <laughs> like, um, no. Good morning, I, everyone. I, uh, I or good I, afternoon on these. We'll, one. we'll figure this out later. Um, I am not the only one having a food snafu. You had one last night.
2: Okay, so yesterday was one of those days where it was really long. Like, I still have not really had like. a a, any downtime since like the marathon of the day before yesterday then yesterday today's another one so i was like okay i just want to have something really good for dinner i was working on uh the new podcast with travel like we did promos and all that kind of stuff and meetings and so afterward i was like oh bitch how do you feel about going to hot and juicy
1: oh hot and juicy crawfish yeah nice and he was like oh my
2: god i've never been so let's go really yeah
1: I've actually never been either. (laughs) For
2: those of you that, well, we have a place here called Boiling Crab, which is kind of similar, but Uh for those of you that have never been, it's a place where they serve you like seafood that's like in this delicious sauce, like they have like different Mm -hmm. kinds or whatever, Uh, but it's like in a bag, it's really messy, but Mm -hmm. so delicious. So he was like, "Oh yes, let's go. So we went, and we're eating and eating, and like they have, uh, I got, well, because like the thing I always get is like sausage and potatoes with like um, crawfish and that kind of stuff, but like Mm -hmm. I couldn't have the sausage, so I got shrimp, and I got crab legs, and I got, um, like potatoes and other things. Then I ordered like a garlic butter to dip the crab in and all that kind of stuff. So then by the end of the meal, it occurs to me, oh my God, butter is dairy. (laughs) And I was like, oh, because like I'm thinking dairy is like, but I'm thinking cheese, cheese and milk, cream. and cream, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Not even thinking about butter, <laughs> especially like melted butter. Like and Yeah, so, like that is
1: butter. Right, it's it is not butter just like, butter. <laughs> it's not like a sauce that has some butter some in it. Some butter it in is it, right. melted butter. And then butter.
2: I was talking to uh, Michael Chan, who we've had on the show from Lifetime, uh, and he was like, well, girl, you know that sauce that all this stuff is in is like made with just butter. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> and so it's like, it's not possible. Right. And I'm like, I felt like I had done so well. I was like, okay, I'm not having the sausage. I'm not having meat. Like, I'm doing uh, so no. good. And I was like, oh my God, I completely bombed this last night <laughs> with all that butter.
1: Yeah. But this is, I'm sure, the signs of a new. A new vegan or a new, you know, exactly. those, are the, those yeah. are the trials and tribulations that you're going to go through, right? So now yeah. you're going to know not to eat butter and you're going to now opt for those weird substitutes. Well,
2: I've, I've been telling you, like, I, I remember when I was a kid hearing my pastor say, like, when you ask God for patience, he doesn't give you patience. He gives you opportunities to be patient. Yeah. And I think the same thing applies here. Like, if you say that you want to be a pescatarian, you're not going to automatically become a pescatarian. You're going to get lots of opportunities to, become, to choose pescatarian.
1: But... If you knew ahead of time going in that you weren't going to be able to eat the butter, would you have gotten all the things that you got? Because I don't know that I could eat crab without butter.
2: Um, I well, if I would have known, I couldn't have the sauce because the butter, the, the the garlic butter thing, I would have been fine without. Um, but the sauce is like really what makes hot and juicy so great, or boiling right. crab. So I probably would have just not gone.
1: You probably just would have gone yeah, to a different place. I would have
2: gone somewhere you else. You would
1: have gone to simply salad. They
2: have other stuff, right? They have other <laughs> stuff that I could have probably had and been fine. But like, I just didn't even oh, think about those are butter. the things like
1: at the bottom of the menu. Yeah, that they're but like, you healthy bites. You
2: had an experience with your bar with your salon yesterday. Hair stylist yesterday. I
1: did. I had there was a couple things yesterday. I had a weird moment with my uh, the person who does my hair, and uh, and then I also had the that one woman show last mm-hmm. night. Right. And uh, I will tell you about both. I th- I think I only have time for one right now. But so I I got my hair done. Usually you're having conversation while you're getting your hair done, right? It's right. kind of it's always fascinating to me the things that people talk about when they're getting their hair done. I've seen people next to me break down crying and being like, I don't know, he just doesn't like call me. You know, it's like yeah. therapy the barber, for some people. The
2: barber that I have right now, I decidedly try not to have a conversation with him because he has like a weird political perspective. Not like he's a Trump supporter, like I would never. But uh but like he's like weird conspiracy theories about stuff, and I'm like, I would just rather you cut my hair and we don't oh, talk.
1: Oh yeah. And then when you hear those out like they come out of the blue and you're like in your head going, cuckoo.
2: Exactly. Okay. I'm like, what are you talking oh, about? Oh no. Yeah. Okay. So
1: uh anyway, so we were swapping. Injury stories, mm-hmm. which was actually an interesting conversation to me because she kind of grazed my piercing. And mm. she was like, oh, I wouldn't want to like rip your piercing out. And I was like, oh, my God, that's the worst. A friend of mine did that, blah, blah, blah. And I right. started talking about injuries that we had as a kid and so she was like oh man yeah when I was like in third grade and then she started lowering her voice and I was like why is she lowering her voice is is this a secret and then she was like yeah my my you know I was third grade my actually mom was having a party wait
2: wait don't say it make Uh, them wait okay make them wait. I love that she lowered her voice. I like,
1: know. Like, I was What's like happening? she was like um
2: Okay, we're going to take worried. a quick break. When we come back, Alex is going to tell you what her her hairstylist told her happened as a kid and it's actually very awkward. Uh, yes. Um and uh when we come back, we also have to get into what happened last night on television that completely blew up the impeachment proceedings. In my opinion, Rachel Maddow did an interview that I think explodes everything. Also, uh, the impeachment hearings are officially beginning. Uh senators have been sworn in, all those things, and a whole lot more coming up. Uh, Drop the Subject's coming back in a few minutes.
0: Drop the Subject. The
1: new Channel Q. Ooh, another jam-packed show today. We have all yeah, we kinds can of...
2: We do everything that we're planning I, for. I don't think yeah. we can
1: either. Uh, we're going to have Nurse Alice in the studio later today. She's great. We love her. We're going to talk about all things medical trending in 2020. We're also going to have Asha Daya in the studio about the upcoming oh, yeah. Women's March and just some general lady talk, which uh, I always love.
2: Asha's uh, one of my favorite people. She has a great Australian accent. She's fantastic.
1: Oh, that's great.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's what you did there.
1: You're like, please, no. Please stop. Uh, cancel it. Uh, well, I, yeah. And we're also going to talk about the whole Lev Parnas interview that happened on Mad last night because that was crazy.
2: Oh, my God. I,
1: did, I caught up when I got home because I was watching that one woman show, which I will tell you about in a moment. But first, I wanted to finish my story about um, going to the hair... Place yesterday. Yes. So the she
2: said that she dropped her voice, and like you guys were talking about different times that you've been injured, and she dropped her voice and started talking about going out with her mom or something? Yes.
1: So she, she was like, okay, well, I was in third grade, and you know, she's lowering her voice, and I'm like, okay, she doesn't even want the other hairstylist that she already knows and is friendly with.
2: But you don't even know me like that.
3: Right? I know,
1: but I, and also. I don't really talk to her that much, which I already find a little awkward. Usually, hairstylers are very chatty, Mm -hmm. or they're like, so, what do you got going on? What are you doing after this? She's like, sometimes she's just... (laughs) (laughs) waving her hands around. She's just clipping and I'm looking at my phone. I
2: used to love like barbershop conversation with my barber but like barbershop conversation with like other people is a big part of why I stopped going to barbershops. Different conversation for a different day being in a black barbershop and being gay it was a hard thing but like I I, nowadays kind of like in the Uber like if it can just be quiet like I'm just happy to have like quiet moments.
1: Well I like that it's hit or miss like sometimes we're talking the whole time and sometimes we're not. I don't like that there's any expectation put on it. Anyway we got to talking about this injury, you know, when were you injured as a kid? She goes, oh yeah, when I was in third grade, my mom was having a party and she wanted to like be with her friends and party and I kept bothering her and she was making it like, uh, I was being so annoying. I kept going into the kitchen and being like, mom, I'm hungry. Mom, I don't want you to be with your friends anymore. Mom, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Anyway, she was she's, being a kid. She was being a kid. Right. She was like, anyway, she smacked me across the face and I was like, What? And then she was like, but then I started crying and I was like, well, yeah. And she was like, and then I went to my room and then I wanted to go read some books. So I opened a drawer at on a like a at, like a armoire and it was full of books and it hit me in the eye and I fell down and but i can't remember if it if my injury was because of my mom hitting me or because of the bookshelf and anyway yeah i had like a full on black eye and i had to go get rushed to the emergency room and get stitches and i was like ah
2: uh. oh <laughs>
1: And uh, and then it was like snip snip snip. You're like, and I was like, so could we shave down the sides here? um, So anyway, Uh, I just wanted a few more, like a little more texture here. Uh, So it was very strange that that's what she brought up, but then I didn't feel like I knew her enough to be like, okay, so that was. So did your mom hit you other times? Like, were you abused as a kid? What's going on? Are you okay? And she still has a mark on her eye from. It
2: well, she said she hit herself in the face with a drawer.
1: So that's why she was like, "I'm not sure which what it was right. from. Maybe my mom had a ring on and it cut my eye open and all this stuff." And I was like, "Did your mom feel bad?" And she was like, "No, I think she thought it was because of the dresser." And I was like, "I, I mean, think if your if, mom, <laughs> <laughs> well, you. if
2: she hit herself with a drawer and then was knocked out and doesn't remember, it, she probably hit herself with a drawer pretty hard. I, but like, if the mom, my mom slapped me and I don't remember, like, yikes! Okay. I know
1: it was so. It was a very awkward moment. Anyway." The awkward moments... Uh, continued. continued. Uh, I went to the one woman show last night. Remember, I was worried right. about it. I didn't know what to say to my friend if the show sucked. Right. The show was awesome. Oh, good. It was really good. That was, the, <sighs> that was the pro. Okay. So I had no problem going up and saying that she did an amazing job. Right. She did an incredible piece about her mom and her relationship with her mom. Did you
2: tell her you talked about this on the radio? I
1: didn't get a chance okay. to. She was busy, but uh, but it was great. The, the con was that I didn't know I was entering a snake pit of other people who are also doing one woman shows oh, god. and it was like walking dead they were like yeah, oh. here's a
0: postcard come to here's my one woman come show, to my show. It's, okay. it's in march i'm a new actor it's and I was just like,
1: like no. this but it's so much better
2: yeah like oh god so
1: i uh we left with a stack of postcards of other people who are oh. also because it was part of like a series a one month long series so
2: katie did end up going
1: Yes, she did. Okay. And she actually loved it. And she actually wants it to be a screenplay. Well,
2: tomorrow on the show, Katie will be here with us in the studio for the first time. And, uh, well, since I've been here, at least. And so uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, Rachel Maddow exploded the impeachment proceedings with an interview with a man that was recently uh, arrested, Left Parnas. Uh, we'll talk about why this matters because it's a pretty huge deal. That's up next.
0: Drop the subject yeah. the new Channel Q.
1: All right. Drop the subject with Allie and Jared. There's all kinds of stuff we have to cover today, including the Democrats' new best friend, girl Lev Parnas. Now, here is the dark horse we were not expecting, but that we so badly needed, yes? Well,
2: yeah, so we I've, I've been saying along this whole process like the ways that we don't know what we don't know, right? We don't know what kinds of things will come up between the end of the impeachment inquiry in the House and the actual trial starting in the Senate. The trial is set to start on Tuesday. Uh, today, all of the Senators were sworn in, and like the, the process is sort of slowly beginning. My friend texted me uh, from the Senate and he was like, and so it begins as I was like heading into the car this morning. Um, And so like, formally, like the articles of impeachment are being read into the Senate. That's a part of like the formal process. However, Again, we don't know what we don't know. And so, like, we didn't know that, like, Lev Parnas was going to have all of these documents. Uh, and I misspoke I mis- yesterday. I was saying that all those handwritten notes were from Rudy Giuliani. Those were from Lev Parnas on his oh, phone calls with oh, Rudy Giuliani. I
3: see. <coughs> okay. He was taking we were, notes. Like, was he
1: taking pictures of Rudy Giuliani's right. hotel so room? Right. So,
2: Rudy Giuliani, he was talking to Rudy Giuliani. Lev Parnas was and writing, writing down, down the notes ah, of what Rudy Giuliani it. was telling him.
1: Okay. And so now, and the and Lev Parnas and, what is his name, Igor?
2: Igor Fruman. Okay.
1: They both have been arrested. Yes, right?
2: they were arrested a few months ago.
1: So, my first question before we get into what was said during the Rachel Maddow interview is how is he able to just have an interview with Rachel Maddow and say all this crap?
2: Well, so, that's actually what Rachel Maddow started off by saying. Like, I wasn't expecting to be able to do this interview and then he asked if his lawyer could be sitting with him and I expected his lawyer would do all the talking and that he would, you know, just be like, well, you can't say that. You can't say that. She was like, That's not what happened. Left partner did almost all the talking, Um, and so it's kind of surprising to see him doing this. Um, And you, he says that he's doing it because he wants to clear up all of the lies that are being told about him and about this this situation. Now, mind you, we have to also take this with the fact that he could be lying, right? But like, he's also got. Evidence to back up what he's saying. He's got emails and text messages and notes and all kinds of things.
1: Well, yeah, it's easy. I mean, of course, when when I was listening to what was said, I was like, oh, well, people who are big Trump supporters are just going to say he was lying. But there are a lot of holes in the story that we have now, based on the witness testimony that we saw during the uh, House investigation, mm-hmm. where it was like, yeah, when it got up to you know withholding the funds, there were there wasn't like a direct answer from anyone and we got a direct as the, I think a much more direct answer from Lev Parnas yeah
2: Lev Parnas was able to say that um, the very first thing that uh, we're going to play the clip of was him saying that uh, he wanted to clear up the main lie that Donald Trump did not know what was going on so that's clip a um, Emmy. He, he was talking about like Donald Trump has been saying he didn't know what was going on and he doesn't know me and he knows me this is that
4: what do you think is the main inaccuracy or the main lie that's being told that you feel like you can correct
5: that the president didn't know what was going on. Uh, President Trump knew exactly what was going on. Uh, He was aware of all my movements. he, I wouldn't do anything without the consent of Rudy Giuliani or the President. I have no intent, I have no reason to speak to any of these officials. I mean, they, they have no reason to speak to me. Why would President Zelensky's inner circle or the Minister of Vakov or all these people or President Poroshenko meet with me, who am I? Mm-hmm. They were told to meet with me and uh, that's the secret that they're trying to keep. I was on the ground doing their work. So, it sounds like
1: the cops were right outside waiting for
5: him. <laughs> well, it's funny because like the
2: and the beginning of this interview, there's like
1: fire alarms going
2: yeah. off outside the, the hotel or wherever I was they are. Like, is he supposed to and, be yeah.
3: here? Did um, he run but, away?
2: So the thing is, like, he is saying like Donald Trump is out here saying that he did not know me. He doesn't know me. Blah blah. blah. He's like, I've sat and had dinner with Donald Trump multiple times. Um, we've had plenty of meetings of with myself and various other associates at the Trump hotels. Like Donald Trump knows who I am, and like that's also supported by like multiple photos of left right. partners and Donald Trump together in in pictures Um, which to be fair whenever I see someone in, in a photo with Donald Trump or Barack Obama or anybody like they take a thousand pictures every day every time they go out so like I recognize that Donald Trump could say like I take pictures with everyone but like You also can back this up with a whole lot of other stuff, right? There's multiple photos of you guys in various different places. Well,
1: and it makes sense of him saying, why would I do all this without their consent anyway? Exactly. What would I have any motivation to meet with these people to do all this? And
2: more so, why would these people meet with me? Right. I'm nobody. Yeah. Like, without Without Rudy Giuliani. And so he says in the interview, like, uh, he would go into these meetings and get Rudy Giuliani on the phone. He'd be on speaker and say, Lev Parnas is there meeting on my behalf. You know that I represent the president of the United States. Mm -hmm. So... Essentially, Lev Parnas is there on behalf of the President of the United States, making um, these, trying to uh, get the Ukrainians to say that they're going to do this investigation into the Bidens, um, that they're going to uh, basically. Do what the president is asking him to do. He actually talks about that. We gotta take a quick break, but when we come back, um we'll Lots go, more. We we'll get into him saying that this investigation was always about Biden, the involvement of uh, Attorney General Bill Barr, Devin Nunes, and the yeah, Vice President. He incriminated president of the a
1: States. lot of people. Exactly. And then he was like,
0: bye. <laughs> yes,
2: there are a lot of people that are now seemingly witnesses to call mm. if the Senate's gonna call <laughs> anyone. We'll talk about that when we come back.
0: Drop the subject. The new channel
1: Q. <laughs> okay. Joking about how some Trump supporters might not know about the interview that happened last night with Rachel Maddow and Love Parnas, who was one of uh, Ju- Mayor Ju- uh, Ju- Rudy Giuliani, not a mayor, but he was, uh, one of, of his cronies, yeah uh, admitting to a lot uh, last <laughs> night. And look at the gays, huh? Changing the world, getting stuff out Looking of people.
2: Out of Big Les. <laughs> her and her girlfriend, Susan. That's literally her girlfriend's name Susan. Her name's her, Susan? Her wife's name is Susan. Oh,
1: Young. that's great. So, Do you think a little bit of him thought he was talking to a guy and that's why he was opening up so much?
2: No. <laughs> um, so uh, I want to also get to these other clips because there's uh, there's plenty of things to talk about here. Um, I, I One of the things that I thought was most explosive about this interview last night was that he names so many specific people and their involvement, which makes all of these people now expert witnesses or, like, um, fact witnesses, right, that can testify to whether or not they knew certain things. Um, And one of the most important parts of this is the fact that... um he talks about how he knows that this, this investigation was only about Biden. It was never about corruption. So uh, clip B, I mean, if we can play that, it's it, it's him talking about exactly that.
4: When you say that the president knew um, about your movements and knew what you were doing, are you saying sp- specifically, and I want to sort of drill down on that, that y- the president was aware that you and Mr. Giuliani were working on this effort in Ukraine to basically try to hurt Joe Biden's political career? He was he knew basically. about that.
5: Yeah, it was, it was all about Joe Biden. Hunter Biden and uh, also Rudy had a personal thing with the Manafort stuff uh, uh, the Black Ledger mm-hmm. and that was another thing uh, that they were looking into but uh, it was never about uh, corruption it was never it was strictly about uh, the Burisma which included Hunter Biden and Joe Biden.
2: So even about this specifically like Donald Trump talks about oh I was holding the money because of corruption and like people look at that tra- Yeah. So the, he's
1: saying no that was m- absolutely not what it was.
2: Well the memo from the call like there's not a of corruption, like the word corruption does not turn up in that in that transcript. One of the other people that is I said like that were all now seemingly witnesses, like this goes to the very highest levels, Vice President Mike Pence, because Mike Pence is implicated in this from uh, having supposedly taken a trip or supposed to be taking a trip in Donald Trump's stead where he was uh, going to be meeting with the Ukrainian president and that trip was canceled because they would not do the investigation and like Mike Pence knows about that. He says Mike Pence was well aware of those things.
1: Yeah, and he's been, like, distancing. He's been, like, crab-walking away from this whole situation from the beginning. <laughs> I'm imagining him crab-walking now.
2: He's just like, um, no. So then there's uh, John Bolton, who has said that he will testify if the if the Senate calls him. Left Parnas talks about knowing that John Bolton knows, you know— X Y and Z about these conversations. Um one of the other things that is important is Bill Barr, our attorney general. He says that um Emmy on Clip C if we can play, he says that Bill Barr he knew everything about what was going on and was upset that the president had implicated him or saying like, you know, he was like Bill Barr coming out saying like I didn't know anything about this. Um let's listen to that.
4: Did you ever meet with or speak with or have any interactions with Attorney General William Barr?
5: I personally did not uh, speak to him, but I was involved in uh, lots of conversations that uh, Jody Genova had with him in front of me, Rudy had with him in front of me, and setting up meetings with Dimitri Firtishe's team, I was involved in that.
4: Do you know if Mr. Giuliani was ever in contact with Mr. Barr specifically about the fact that he was trying to get Ukraine to announce these investigations into Joe Biden?
5: Oh, absolutely. Mr. Barr (laughs) knew about that? Mr. Barr had to have known everything. Uh. I mean, it's impossible.
4: Did Rudy Giuliani tell you he'd spoken to the attorney general specifically about Ukraine?
5: Not only Rudy Giuliani. I mean, Victoria and Joe, they were all best friends. I mean, Barr Barr was, uh, Attorney General Barr was basically (laughs) on we
2: can. Uh, he he talks about this and wow. saying like everybody knew about this. And one of the other people that I think is really interesting in this conversation is Devin Nunez. Devin Nunes, we know, is uh, he was the ranking member on the committee that was investigating this. Right. Devin Nunes, he says uh, what he was well aware that um, there was a major conflict of interest for him to be on the investigation. He says Devin Nunez, He met Devin Nunes. And okay, let's
5: take a listen to that.
4: Do you know Congressman Devin Nunes? Yes, I do. What's been your relationship with him?
5: Uh, we don't have too much of a relationship. We met several times at the Trump Hotel. But uh, okay. our relationship started uh, getting, basically, where it expanded was uh, when uh, I was introduced uh, to his uh, uh, aid Derek Harvey. The reason why Derek Harvey was more of the, I understood, I was told at that time is because Devin Nunez just had an ethics something to do with the next ethics committee and he couldn't be in the spotlight. He was kind of shunned a little bit and that they was looking into this Ukraine stuff also and wanted to help out and Devin uh, they gave me Derek Harvey to deal with.
4: you Does it strike you as unusual or inappropriate that Devin Nunez would be one of the lead investigators into this scandal on the House Intelligence Committee? He's obviously the top Republican on that committee.
5: I was in shock when I was watching the hearings and when I saw Devin Nunez sitting up there and then there was a picture where Derek Harvey was in back over there sitting. So
2: he goes on to talk about watching the impeachment hearings and seeing the people he's met with up there as the investigator right and, and he's
1: like this is not right he's
2: like that is not okay yeah. like this is not right and so um, and then
1: also on top of it him being the one who gets arrested
2: yeah exactly he's, he's probably like all
1: right you know what exactly toot toot on the whistle for um, me
2: <laughs> exactly yeah so um this now calls into question witnesses of vice president mike pence attorney general bill barr former uh, national so- national security um advisor john bolton former mayor of New York, Rudy Giuliani, Representative Devin Nunez and his associate there um, that he was talking about. All the biggies. All all of these are really important people to be talking to. And so, like, Republicans are going to be like, Adam Schiff needs to be called because he knew who the whistleblower was. What does that have to do with anything oh, that we're talking God. about? They're going to be saying that the Bidens need to be called because, you know, uh, 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 Joe Biden's son you worked at You can't even Burisma. make up a reason. Exactly. It's like <laughs> those don't have those things don't have anything to do with what we're talking about. So but it'll be that- interesting to see if Republican senators move on their positions after hearing this. Yeah.
1: Meetings. Yeah. Well, and. You know, you know when you meet somebody and they're tr- or you're, when you're in a fight with somebody and you know they just want to be right, yeah. And they're trying to make up any possible justification. They're like, yeah, well, this, th-, and you're like, you don't even, you have got nothing.
2: You don't even believe what You've you're saying. Got, yes, yeah. you
1: know that you're spouting BS.
2: Also, as, as we go to break here, um, the, this morning, the Government uh, Accountability Office found that the president did break the law in the way that he held back the money from Ukraine, which is a, a pretty significant deal. Um, they work with Congress; they're independent by Group um, and they found that he was he did break the law. So that will be interesting to watch as it progresses. We'll take a break. We'll be right back.
0: Drop the subject. The new channel Q.
2: Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Jared. Alley is here. And uh, we're going to do something we do from time to time that I thoroughly enjoy. It's a game called Real Estate. Basically, we take two different things, a piece of real estate that is probably ridiculously priced, and compare it to something else and figure out which one was more or less expensive. Basically. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. And this one... It does also involve the Bay Area, which is both of our hometowns. I know yeah. we have people listing from all over the place, but I would say when it comes to ridiculous real estate, it's hard not to end up in San Francisco.
2: Well, it's the most expensive place in the country.
1: In the country. Yeah. I think in a lot of parts of the world.
2: Yeah, that's fair.
1: So, this is a new listing in Sausalito. That would be the North Bay.
2: Oh, God. Has so, a, I already know this is expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, just
1: whatever you're thinking in your head already, double it. Exactly. It's a studio apartment. Okay. It has a view of Mount Tam, which is, of course, a very beautiful mountain. Mm -hmm. And you have a view of the water. And by that, I mean you are on the water. And by that, I mean you are in a studio in the water on a houseboat. Okay,
2: Sausalito, on the water, literally. In the water, yes. Studio apartment. Okay, I'm taking notes here.
1: Okay, you get luxuries like one twin size bed. Oh. As a loft above it for any, uh, oh, as well as the loft above it for any extra storage. I will show you a little pic this is the bed that you'll be sleeping in
2: yikes we gotta <laughs> so, tweet this out
1: it is uh, I would say smaller than a prison cell
2: oh my god yeah this no. is
1: like one of those uh, when y- y- you would almost call it a nap pod but not that luxurious it's just kind of four well, pieces like, of wood put together in a rectangle with a mattress in it
2: the thing that annoys me about stuff like this is like they didn't even do any work to style it to make it look nice
1: because they don't have to it's just
2: like frumpy blanket on there <laughs> like what the hell it
1: is like a puke green <laughs> right <laughs> com- her on top. dingy
2: sheets and oh god yeah okay.
1: like those were the last those are the sheets that if you have not done laundry in like a year those sheets were
2: on there when this boat was bought a decade ago
1: <laughs> okay there's also another catch here you are not the only person on this boat because oh god, are you kidding me you, this is one of three studios on the same boat Oh, Jesus. So Christ. you are, uh, but you know, the listing says that the interior is all redwood with walls crafted from original old growth planks from Pier 39 in San Francisco. Ask That's me if I care about very that. Very special. Me. Ask me. Uh, but it, there's also some, uh, some rules. I don't know if they have to swab the deck or do a night watch, but <laughs> it does say all aboard need to be peaceful, quiet, and respectful at all times. Which should be the natural state for any new shipmate. So if at you are all time at all times, there's not all hours are quiet hours.
2: Just shut up.
1: Just don't speak. <laughs> what? Sleep. I don't think, that I'm going to go ahead and guess there's no stove here. I, was I, say, like, I have so not seen one. The
2: only thing you showed me the picture of was the bed and the lofty, <laughs> let me not say lofty, <laughs> the uh, area above the bed for storage. Oh, wait. Is there like
1: a kitchen and stuff like that? Let me, okay, there's a second picture. Okay. There's a second picture. I'm going to show it to you. So, oh, okay. So there is uh, the bed in question, the lime green puke I want to be uh, clear, comforter. when we say
2: there's a loft above it, this is like a bunk bed and the top one is used for storage. <laughs>
1: yes, it's, yes, exactly, you're exactly right. And, and there's then there's, like there's a, a, a built-in shelf with a little boot on it and then there is a, a sink and a stove.
2: We've got to tweet this photo. Okay. So. Uh, what are we comparing to?
1: We, uh, uh, hold on, hold on, just one quick thing. Also, there are no pets allowed and there's a laundromat list uh, that's close by. It also comes with a parking sticker for a private lot. That might up the value as well.
2: Or For sure.
1: for roughly the same price, you could have a guitar autographed by Barbara Streisand from the We Are The World Tour or performance. Oh, that, that was uh, in 2010. They opened uh, for the Olympic Games, mm-hmm. and this is a Gibson guitar signed by Barbra Streisand, Yclef Jean, Nicole Scherzinger, Tony Braxton, Enrique Iglesias, Will I Am, Jeff Bridges, Nicole Richie, Gladys Knight, Lionel Richie. A, uh, Al Jardine and J, and Al LL, a, huh it's J-A-R-D-I-N-E is that wrong I don't know who that is and then no. LL Cool J and a few more okay so which one do you think costs more you could have a one of a kind highly rare item a, a guitar signed by all kinds of stars or one month in this one prison month? one month yeah this is a price of one month
2: because this is such an outrageous comparison I feel like the studio apartment's Gotta be more expensive But I can't fathom how
1: it would be The apartment Well, studio Sleeping arrangement On a houseboat With roommates With all out 24-hour quiet hours In Sausalito Goes for $1,600 a month
2: Oh my god how the, much is this guitar? the
1: guitar is on Craigslist Los Angeles. It was posted 10 days ago. You can buy this right now. It is $1,500, so what? you are correct. That is
2: ridiculous. You... They can put that on eBay and get all kinds of. Okay, you know what? We're going to take a quick <laughs> break when we come back. We have the audio from what Elizabeth Warren was saying to Bernie Sanders on the debate stage. Here's a spoiler she was not pleased. Mm-mm. That's next. Nice.
0: <laughs> the subject the new channel Q
2: I'm fine I'm I'm taking deep breaths I was just texting with a Republican what do you think about Lev Parnas and Mm -hmm. we're like well if he was a credible witness they would have brought him in the impeachment and I'm like
1: Jarrett threw his phone out the window
2: I like just Republicans are so committed to Donald Trump when they know that he's a con man
1: do you have that app where it will show you which people in your contacts are registered Republicans god no do you want to know if you Mm-mm. if I gave you that app would you download it and see no, if there are any because surprises? I
2: still have phone numbers from like 2003 like in my phone like I was just noticing that like I have like so like many fun college and stuff yeah and like I don't want to know
1: I do I don't and then wanna. I want to have them all on the show
2: at once right at once um well yesterday we were talking to you about the presidential debates that happened on Tuesday night um, after debate night in late night with Jared Hill on the hotel um, and uh, we talked about how afterward there was this weird non- handshake moment uh, it's time for us to drop the president drop the president. <laughs> So I joked yesterday that we saw this video of Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders. They were the two people that we were the most interested to see how they would interact because of this story that had came up that Bernie Sanders had said he didn't believe what woman could win. So I want to play the audio for you of that exchange that happened on the air yesterday where, you know, Elizabeth Warren was asked about what Bernie Sanders had allegedly said. And then right after that, we're going to play the sound of their actual interaction because the mics are now hot. Someone got someone pulled the audio of their that interaction and elizabeth warren is none too pleased
6: i love a hot mic senator sanders i do want to be clear here you're saying that you never told senator warren that a woman could not win the election that is correct senator warren what did you think when senator sanders told you a woman could not win the election
3: (laughs) i disagreed (laughs) bernie is my friend and i am not here to try to fight with bernie liar on national TV? I think you called me a liar on national you
5: know, TV. Let's not do it right now. You want to have that discussion, we'll have that discussion. You called me a liar. You told me... Alright, let's not do it I'm, now. I don't want to get me a I just want to say hi, Bernie. Yeah, good. <laughs>
3: okay. Who's that guy?
2: That's Tom Steyer. Oh. <laughs> so, like... Tom Selleck ends up him. being like a, a total dork at the end of this, which oh. is kind of funny. But what I love about this clip <laughs> is that Elizabeth Warren, like, if you know that what you're saying is true, you'll you'll you make go up beeline. to that person and be like, yeah. you know what you just said is a lie." And like Elizabeth Warren went up to him and was like, "I think you just called me a, a liar on national television," which makes me believe her more because then he's like, "Well, you called me a lie. Well, let's not talk about this right now," which mm. is like. You don't know how to answer that. I believe Elizabeth Warren.
1: I do, too. And she definitely has that voice where she's been overcharged for something. And she's like, I think that I went through the entire trade, the terms and agreements. And that was not listed. I believe it said they were buy one, get one free. And I am buying one and I am getting one. And I am leaving with both. I'll wait. I'll. I'll. Give him up wait. here. Oh, hey. i sorry. I just wanted to say hi.
2: Yeah. I'm Tom Steyer. <laughs> Tom Steyer looked like <laughs> such a dork. In that I moment. just it's love so
1: that one person at a party. Like when you can tell somebody's in a fight and you accidentally walk into it and you're like, Oh well, god, he was, that punch. He was oh, standing wait, right between them.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. No, I know that no, in that no. situation yeah. he
1: was already there, but it just makes me think so of weird. when somebody accidentally walks into a walks right into a fight. Yeah. And you're like, hi. Well, so
2: So the discussion right now is about the, you know, the the pact that Democrats took with each other to be to be civil with one another. Um, And they're worried that this kind of interaction is going to really kind of end up blowing things up because we talked before about how Bernie Sanders supporters in uh, 2016, they were not. Nice people, who we call the Bernie Bros on social media. Again, Bernie Sanders can't control what his followers are like. But when Bernie Sanders did not become the the nominee for the party, they were attacking Hillary Clinton and Hillary Clinton supporters and all that kind of stuff. Not helpful. Exactly, it was not helpful. And you know, we don't know what that ended up costing Hillary Clinton in the election. However, it is going to be interesting to see how that happens because I, my favorite to win the, the nomination is Elizabeth Warren, and if Bernie Sanders goes down again and does not win the nomination what are the Bernie bros going to be like this time and
1: especially because the Bernie bros can be all pissed off all they want but Elizabeth Warren is their next logical choice if they actually support Bernie Sanders and what he stands for
2: well so that is the interesting thing though because so many Bernie bros ended up voting for Donald Trump which tells you that they are not voting about issues they're voting about liking a person which is the worst way to vote for a president if you're voting for someone you should be voting for someone for the issues that that they support not because you think this guy is so cool and if you voted for Bernie if you were were voting for Bernie Sanders in the primary, and then you voted for Donald Trump in the general, you don't care about policy. Not You cool, don't care about bro. any issues.
1: That is bad, Bernie bro. Bad. Yeah, that.
7: <laughs> <laughs> Drop the Subject presents
2: News It or Lose It. Well, Al, it is time again where you've got three headlines. I've got three votes and the people might get three big stories. What you got?
1: Alright. Headline number one. Producer responds to queries about the next James Bond being a woman.
2: Oh, this whole James next James Bond thing has been such a controversy.
1: I know. Headline number two. Son glues dad's belongings to ceiling every day until he notices.
2: Son glues dad's belongings to ceiling every day until he notices? <laughs> yeah. I kind of love this kid. <laughs>
1: And then finally, headline number three. Most people reach peak miserable at this age.
2: That's depressing AF. Uh, (laughs) Lose it.
1: All right. It's 47. I'll just let you know. If anyone who's 47 out there, congratulations. All right.
0: We'll get to those stories when we get back. Happier times ahead. Yes. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q.
7: Drop the subject presents... News It or
2: Lose It. Well, you know what that music means. means I only got two out of three.
1: I got two out of three. I'm happy with it. Yes. It's all about being grateful. What you got? Okay. Let's talk about the new James Bond, because Daniel Craig is retiring from his role as James Bond after the No Time to Die movie comes out in April. And as some of you may have heard, Billie Eilish is going to be the youngest person ever to write and perform a James Bond song for a movie. Mm -hmm. Um, But now there's already, of course, whispers of who's coming next, who's going to be the next James Bond, of course. Everyone wanted uh, Idris Elba to be in it, and then you know until he's,
2: racism happened.
1: Until that happened, oh, Until I, it already happened. My friend
2: and I always joke: "Oh, racism ruins everything."
1: <laughs> well, let's move on to sexism, then, shall we? Oh. Because there is conversation about whether we would have maybe the first female James Bond, and uh, there has been a lot of speculation, you know, about this possibility. Uh, there have even been potential cast members: Captain Marvel actress Lashana Lynch and Knife, uh, *Knives Out*. Star Annadelle Armas. There are two names that have been mentioned. Are they both British? Uh, I think so. Okay. Uh, don't know offhand, but possible. But uh, a producer. On the, sh- on the James Bond franchise by the name of Barbara Broccoli.
2: Mm, you can't even write this stuff. <laughs>
1: which is not a name from an Amelia Bedelia book. I just want to let you all know. Amelia
5: Bedelia.
1: This is not a friend of Mrs. Fritz and the Magic Bus. This is a real woman by the name of Barbara Broccoli. And she says that it is not going to happen on her watch. She oh, said, wow. Bond can be any... Color, but he is male. I believe we should be creating new characters for women, strong female characters. I'm not particularly interested in taking a male character and having a woman play it. I think women are far more interesting than that.
2: I don't even know how to respond to that.
1: I know. Like, it's kind of, there's a lot of things that you're like, wait, no, but, but, and then at the end, you're like, but what? I mean, I will say just from, you know, with Butch Pal for the Straight Gal. I wanted to develop a show that was like the first all female makeover show, right? right? Because there are, uh, you know, there's Queer Eye, there's Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, and they've done all these variations never centered around women. But the show that I'm developing is different in it's a little bit different in genre, it's different in structure because I didn't want to just female like to mm-hmm. just gender swap things. Right. I do think that does a disservice to Women, sometimes it was just like, oh, well, let's just flip it around and make it all female. And you're like, but don't we deserve something original? Like, I get doing that. And I like the female Ghostbusters, I never saw, but I think so many people already are like, well, this is not gonna be as good as the original. So, like, whatever, we'll just watch it. It got trashed constantly. Yeah. And it was like, well, if we could have made a movie that was similar to that, but was original. I feel like it would have done better and it would have been a better movie. Well to
2: me, doing something that was similar to that but not similar like to Ghostbusters, for instance, but not actually Ghostbusters feels watered down in like a, a knockoff version as opposed to like, well, there are women that could have also been Ghostbusters. I feel like people are so committed to what their idea of a character is. And I'm trying to think of a character that I have that kind of attachment to, but I can't think of anything. Like I grew up loving Superman, but like I also just really liked Dean Kane. But like the idea until he became a racist <laughs> D back, um, but like I, I don't understand like people's like attachment to these characters being white, attachment to them being British, attachment to them mm-hmm. be, like changing gender. Like I mean, it just feels like okay, we'll try something different. Like so, that's interesting to me. But yeah,
1: I get I I get that perspective too. I just think that with a movie like Ghostbusters, because it was such an iconic and such a a, a movie that everyone has. Images and uh, expectations and things in their mind already. I feel like no matter what you do, you're losing.
2: Yeah, I get that. I don't know. All right. Let's, all right. Oh, sorry. Well, we had another story. Yes, we
1: do have another story about a boy who loves to prank his dad. Sometimes I read stories and I think of Baby Kevin.
4: <laughs> okay. Because
1: Kevin Klein is just—he, I mean, he's been pranking people all his life, and I feel like this kid just emulates little Kevin. So this kid decided to uh, mess with his dad a little bit because his dad loses things often. So he decided to take some of the things that he frequently loses and glue them to the ceiling until his dad found out. So he would take like his glasses. Here's picture number one of his glasses uh, glued to the ceiling. Okay,
2: glasses are a pretty big deal to start off with.
1: So the dad's looking for them, can't find them anywhere. Next day- This makes
2: me think, I remember my brother looking for his glasses and me saying like, could you help me look for your glasses? He was like, Jared, if I could see without my glasses, I wouldn't need my glasses. And I was like, a point point well taken taken." by a (laughs) seven-year-old.
1: So I think he got to day four. He said uh, that before his dad noticed. He said, uh, "Well, boys, it was a good run, but all things must come to an end." I guess he was posting every single time he glued stuff to the ceiling. Eventually, he said, "Oh, I guess he's a little older." Me, then me and my dad had a beer together, and I showed him all the comments on my post. Thanks everyone for the support.
2: Yikes!
1: So good times.
2: He needs his ass kicked.
0: I mean, every, yeah. <laughs> drop the subject the new channel Q I've
2: been telling you guys I'm trying to eat throughout the day I'm trying what is so funny
1: I just love seeing you make these decisions all show long and then be like, does this have butter in it? Does this have milk? Oh no, oh, no I just no, got a was, coffee that has milk in it. That was does me. anyone want this? I'm gonna go upstairs. Okay, hold on, I have this and it is.
2: I went upstairs <laughs> to get some, like a pita chip or something, because I told you yesterday how much I'm enjoying the pita chips, but I couldn't find them and I only had a minute and a half, like with this whole huge thing up there. So I'm like, what can I have? What can I get? Blah, blah, blah. And I saw Uncrustables. <laughs>
1: Which I don't know if that's dairy-free. You should check.
2: There's no dairy in peanut butter or jelly.
1: I know, but you never know. They use butter to cook that stuff.
2: Uh, well, all you the, ingredients look at the ingredients are right here: bread, flour, butter, milk, cream. <laughs> no, I think I'm okay. Okay, all I right. think I'm alright. Okay, I'm gonna worry about it for the rest of the day, though.
1: Well, do you want to talk about this? Oh story? no,
2: may contain hazelnut and milk ingredients.
1: Oh no! <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm just as ticked off as this little girl who just got expelled from school. You see what yeah. I did there? We call that a segue.
6: It was a happy moment. Um, this little moment. girl was expelled Freshman. from school.
2: And uh, I I feel bad for her because she had a birthday and her parents asked to get her a colorful cake with had all these different colors on it. And it got her into some trouble.
6: It was a happy moment. Freshman Kayla Kenny celebrating her 15th birthday with family at a restaurant. Her big smile, rainbow top and a colorful birthday cake captured in this photo. You know, of course, as a mom, I took her picture blowing out her candles. I posted that on my Facebook page.
2: Let me stop you.
1: A mom posting a picture of her daughter on Facebook?
2: Mom, you posted my picture on Facebook?
1: Mom, damn it!
2: Come on! I hate you!
1: I'm 15 and I want to move out!
2: I know, I'm like, how old is this girl? Okay, sorry. She's
6: 15.
2: Right, she's 15 years old. So, like, she's gotta hate her mom because she's 15. Yes, but she she
6: does look happy in the picture. But the post was shared with staff at Kayla's school, and apparently the last straw for Whitfield Academy. A few days later, Kimberly was contacted by head of school Dr.
2: The last straw.
6: This is the last straw. They're okay. like,
2: we've already seen you happiness? doing some queeriness, all right? And now you've got rainbow colors on a cake. What is wrong with it you? It makes
1: me think of uh, Miss Hannigan from Annie. Do oh. I hear happiness here?
2: <laughs> I was at a friend's Do house. I
1: see here? I was
2: at a friend's house and I didn't realize there was a playground next to him. I was like, what is that? Sa- Is that children's laughter? (laughs) And I thought to myself, what is wrong
1: with me? Who am I? I What are these children
6: doing? Being joyous? Where are their parents? Bruce Jacobson. It was an email expelling Kayla from Whitfield immediately due to a post on social media.
1: Which I have, like, I don't know. There are some times where I'm like, oh, if you read something online that a person posted that kind of screws. Like, I understand certain tweets and certain things being on social media being fireable offenses. Sure. But then there are some times where it's just like, why does this other thing have to affect this thing? Like, why does her social media presence need to affect her school life at all?
2: Well, and her mom posted this photo. What annoys me about it is like, no one... She didn't even post it. Well, right. Well, that. And it's like, you didn't even call her. You didn't have a conversation. You didn't ask a follow-up question. I also want to know why there's like a in this photo right in front of the cake there's a a grinder for like black pepper don't understand that that's a different conversation fresh ground
1: pepper on your cake on your cake right just tell me (laughs) one judged she
6: feels to be fair I'd put parm on everything oh well fair judged um very um just devastating for us. The private school claims the picture is the latest in two years worth of lifestyle violations. So lifestyle violations is something that is part of their school. In the email, Dr. Jacobson said the picture, quote, demonstrates a posture of morality and cultural acceptance contrary to that of Whitfield Academy's beliefs.
2: Pies. Cultural acceptance is against our policy. Right. I need them to hear their words <laughs> like, oh, are you accepting other cultures? Oh, we do not Sorry, do that. That, that is, is the last straw.
1: Not on the statue here like, at
2: Winfield. What the hell?
1: And I'd just like to point out, as a gay, we don't own the rainbow. It's not just because you see a rainbow doesn't mean that the person's gay. Maybe they just like the colors. We
2: don't own it, and we don't particularly love it. I know. I don't know any gays that are like, I love the rainbow as our symbol. Like, I don't.
6: So just because she has a rainbow sweater and a rainbow cake... Doesn't a gay mate. Yeah. The code of conduct does address sexual orientation and says if a student's off campus behavior isn't in line with the school's beliefs, they can be disciplined. But Kimberly wants to know how the shirt brought them to that conclusion. She loves to laugh and dance, and that's just her.
2: <laughs> I just don't. <laughs>
6: Which
1: also the mother's comments are a little <laughs> like, she just loves to laugh and dance. I was like uh, okay, so what does that have to do with her? She's sexual
2: so ambiguously <laughs> gay. <laughs> like,
1: what is I mean? She loves to laugh. Doesn't make her gay.
2: I really want to get this this family on the show. Like I really want to talk to them and like and and hear like how did you respond yeah. to this? Like yeah,
1: it's crazy. They uh, they tried to file an appeal and then they changed it from an expulsion to a voluntary withdrawal. I don't think this story is over, and I think there are shenanigans, shenanigans, Jarrett. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, Drop the subject with Allie and Jarrett, and we are very happy to have back in studio our friend Nurse Alice. Welcome back to the show, Yay! Nurse Alice. Thank w- you for having is, me. Of course, always. We always like to learn all things in the medical field from you, and this is our first time seeing you in the in the new year. So happy New Year!
8: Happy New, happy and healthy. New yes. No. Well, as, as soon as you
1: walked in, you said, is, did anyone get sick over the holidays? I gave you the flu shot. We did like, you get the flu? No, we were very good. Yes. So, oh, um, I did do
8: that, didn't I? You did, yes. <laughs> it's,
1: it's nice to get those check-ins, though. Yeah. Um, but we wanted to talk to you about a couple of things that are going on, a couple of trends, if you will, and just a couple of, a couple of interesting stats that we wanted to go over with you. One of which is this new article in NBC News mentioned that uh, some of the people that are considered to be anti-vaxxers, more of them are millennials than a lot of people previously thought. In fact, 61% of millennials that are familiar with the whole anti-vaccination movement agree with some of its beliefs according to a new study. And I know this is a polarizing topic. I know a lot of people have very different opinions on it. So what are your thoughts on this? And is this surprising that younger people are the ones who are against getting vaccinations?
8: Well, I think this is a mixed bag, and I want to emphasize that the study only looked at 1,000 people, right? So we just mm-hmm. took a pocket of people. Um, but, it, yeah, it did show that millennials and actually even certain uh, other groups of people believed that uh, you know, these vaccines can be dangerous or have harmful effects, which I'll say this. Um, And as Jarrett was actually saying, vaccines aren't inherently bad, but, you know, they are medication. There are side effects and things that can happen. And every individual is different. So it's I, I believe that these vaccines are helpful at preventing a lot of bad things from happening, but there probably are a few people who have suffered some illnesses or some negative impacts from this, and the CDC knows this, because there's actually a section on their website that where if you believe you've been harmed from a vaccine, you can submit your claims. Okay. Mm.
1: So, it's kind of what they're thinking is, yes, there are side effects. Like you said, you are taking medication, so you're going to have side effects, but the benefits outweigh the negative overall? Ye-
2: Yeah, this is one of the conversations that I feel like people have a lot. And I think there's this idea that if you are against vaccinations, you're a terrible person, you're ruining public health and all this different stuff. And I know for myself, I am not an anti-vaxxer. I want to be clear about that. Like, I do think vaccinations are important and that, you know, people should get them because it is in your own personal and public good. Um, But I also know, like, people that are some people that are very close to me that have a child who had a vaccine and, like, within an hour, like, showed very different um, ways that they presented and and verbally like they weren't able they weren't speaking anymore and stuff like that and that you know has been a long lasting thing for years now and so like I know that there are stories and but you know anecdotal evidence is not scientific evidence and it's it's hard to know what the right thing to do or what right pers- perspective is and so to hear that sixty one percent of millennials, have some questions. I think that's reasonable, but what do you think?
8: Well, I, I think it's reasonable for anyone to have questions about any type of medication or treatment that they're going to get. Mm. And anecdotal information is helpful because there are still a lot of things that we don't know. Sure. I mean, science is helpful, but you know, there are a lot of uh, case studies and stories that uh, will happen and will lead us to then do further research. But it's very important that we people ask questions about these types of medications. And just because you don't want a vaccine doesn't make you a bad person Mm -hmm. right Um, I think no matter
2: what the internet tells you no matter
8: what the internet tells you and we as health professionals need and you know national organizations need to be better and not noodle whipping people Mm. who make the um, informed choice to not have vaccines because you know it's, it's your right and privilege if you want to receive that type of medication and treatment but on the flip side of that, we're just do it, trying to do our job. Some do it better than others at trying to protect the health and safety and welfare of the general public. Because a lot of these vaccines are meant to prevent communicable diseases. Mm. And that's where I, you know, some of these agencies kind of noodle with people about not getting their vaccines. See,
1: yeah, that's what I, I understand saying, you know, this is your choice, 100%. If you don't want to do these vaccinations, you don't have to. It's also, though, when you see things like the measles outbreak and you see some of these conditions and these diseases and these uh, sicknesses that are coming back as a result of people being anti-vaccine, you know, being pro anti vax Then you're like, well, should there be more regulation? I don't know. Because, you know, the story that Jared just told, of course, that's one story of somebody that had a negative reaction to a vaccination. But then there are also, on the flip side, there would be another story of somebody who got something that they wouldn't have gotten if they had gotten vaccinated. So it's like they both. I, like, which one are there more? Or, and does it matter if one, there's more than one or the other?
2: Well, and I, I mean, I've, I obviously always look at things through a, through a political lens. And like, there's a lot of people who look at this politically, right? And look at the CDC politically and say, like, who are the people that are making these decisions? And why do we have so many more vaccines and all those different things? So it's a, it's a controversial conversation for a lot of folks.
8: It, it is, but I just want to emphasize the, the top priority is the health and wellness of everyone. Yeah. So if, if you are if you want to make a personal choice that's going to only impact your health, you have the right to do so. But where we kind of where things get uh, murky here is that when it impacts the, the other health people. and benefits of other people. Right. So like when you have a measles outbreak, one kid not getting their vaccine could influence like hundreds. Right, right. So, um,
2: which becomes a, an even more uh, it, it, which becomes an exponentially larger problem when you see how Many more, more and more kids are impacted by that one child,
8: right? And absolutely. And then the the uh, complications that can happen from immunizations are so low that we do recommend this these vaccines to prevent these communicable diseases because we want you know the person to be safe and their family and friends in the community.
1: Is there something just quickly? I know we're going to do stick you uh, have you again for another segment, but. It- is there any kind of process, as far as like doing a, a test beforehand to know and see if there's going to be any side effects, like a, a sort of an allergy test or something like that, being developed mm. that you would maybe be able to tell ahead of time?
8: There aren't any. There aren't any tests for the immunizations per se. I mean, allergy is testing is something a lot different. Um, that would be something. I'm sure that they're probably working on that, but it's very difficult because some of these quote unquote complications that people uh, experience don't happen right away. These are things that. Take time to develop, and mm. you wouldn't be able so they don't to. don't know that enough, from yet. right. Yes. I get it. Well,
2: we have to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll continue talking with Nurse Alice about all of these things, including how people are getting healthcare from TikTok. That don't even make no sense. That'll be <laughs> next.
3: Nice. Drop
1: the subject. The new channel Q. Fascinating chats on and off the air with <laughs> Nurse Alice. Say, yeah, Jared Nurse Nally, <laughs> Nally here with you. Drop the subject, and Nurse Alice joins us in studio,
2: having an in-depth conversation about eyebrows and eyelashes, and I mean all the things we, with we Nurse cover. Alice.
1: So many bases. <laughs> but now we're going to get into TikTok because apparently people are using that for medical advice. What is going on? Because if somebody saved money on their medical bill, I want to get in on that too.
2: Listen, I'm actually gonna be taking this list and calling a, a, the hospital soon.
1: <laughs> right. You're right. like, how do I set up my TikTok exactly. in under thirty seconds?
8: Yes, I and I, I don't have TikTok, but I mean, after hearing this story, I I, I want to definitely check it out. But there was this lady uh, in North Carolina who was sharing tips about uh, medical charges mm. and how to um, get them lowered. And so this one woman found it. She was struggling with paying her medical bills, and she found this video on TikTok uh, that gave the advice of asking the hospital for an itemized bill mm. to see if they would lower the cost and. This woman did that and later her bill went from a couple thousand thousands dollars to zero.
1: Oh, that's that's quite a price Wild difference. That's I, like I like that. So, so what you were explaining off the air about this was that always ask for an itemized bill because a lot of these medical facilities are uh upcharging people and they're just kind of like two thousand. That sounds like a nice round number. They're not really giving you specifics you on... You said the hospital charges
8: $36 for a Band-Aid or something like that? Uh, well, yes. Uh, in, in this particular story with this woman who asked for an itemized bill, she had a Band-Aid listed for $37. <laughs> so we know that healthcare is super expensive. But there's no reason to be charging a Band-Aid for $37. And uh, when you get a medical bill, you basically get a summary of it. You don't get an itemized bill no. unless you ask for it. So that's the first thing you'll want to ask for an itemized bill, so you can make sure that it's legit, that you really receive these services, um, services, um, that there nothing's duplicated, and that you know you just have a, some baseline information to then perhaps argue or dispute your bill or ask for a lower price for things.
2: Interesting, because like I had to go to the hospital in 2011, no 2012, I think, and they like gave me a shot in my back to test to see if i had something and then they were like oh we did it wrong so they had to do it a second time i think they ended up doing it three times because they didn't do it correctly um and like it was really painful and all this and i was like did i get charged for this three times because you guys and now that you're saying that i'm thinking like i bet right. you there's three charges for three tests on there or something
8: i bet you got charged three different times the equipment and material. Yeah, all three different times and the length of time that you were there. So there's a lot that The goes length
1: t- of time? Yes. That's not fair because people are waiting for hours for appointments and stuff. Before do
2: you, you even projects? get in, yeah.
8: Exactly. But you're using a hospital bed or a hospital area. Um, and so just like you pay rent, you have to... You're, you know, you're you're in their space. You're getting services. That stuff costs, guys. There's overhead. So there's like a, a facility bill. There's a provider bill. So you're paying for the doctor. Then there's the other ancillary services, the medication, the treatments, the equipment, the tape. I mean, everything costs. So there's definitely a lot that goes into these medical bills.
1: So Yikes. who? So people are using TikTok to get advice. But yes. what about a TikTok doctor's appointment? Do you think this is going to <laughs> get different? I mean, hey, there are a lot of services now that now you can do. Online, I just saw a commercial recently about you know somebody who's having an office visit from their own home, uh, and that's happening more and more. Is that something that you find to be effective, or is it always better to go in?
8: Um, well. Depends on what it is. I mean, obviously, having face-to-face time with a healthcare provider is going to always be best because they can see, touch, and smell everything and things that you may not know to report. But um, I'll say this. We call this Mm telehealth, telemedicine. Yes. So now you're able to FaceTime providers. You can describe the smell. Absolutely. You can describe (laughs) the smell. Um, It is rancid. It's basically like a FaceTime. And then you can just kind of show them your boo-boo on your knee or your leg or whatever the case may be. And they'll provide some general information or communication. Based on what they see and what you say. Well,
1: go ahead. I would imagine that it's good for people who know that they just need a referral. Mm. or something like that. Like, to know okay, who they need to call. I know just or... to explain to you my back pain yeah. to this general practitioner and to say, like, I need you to verify that my symptoms and what I'm experiencing is valid so that you can send me on to the right person because that's annoying that you can't keep, constantly have to go through three or four appointments to get to the right person, right?
8: Yes, it is. And this telehealth medicine is really good for, and I don't know how many listeners have actually experienced a UTI. I've had a, a bladder infection. Mm. Um, those are very uncomfortable and painful. Yeah. So if you can you know, make that quick phone call with a provider and face. Time them. Explain your symptoms, so you could just
1: go get your prescription. You're like, I know what this right. is, and they'll
8: send over electronically your prescription to the pharmacy. Pharmacy, and you could just pick it up. So talk to them. A Couple minutes later, go pick up your medication. So that's re- it's really a convenience thing, um, but those are expensive too. So.
2: Well, Nurse Alice, we love when you're here, and uh, we'll be having you back again soon. Tell people where they can find you in the social media.
8: Yes, I'm on all social media, except for TikTok, sorry. At, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet, at Ask Nurse Alice, and I have a website at AskNurseAlice.com, so hit me up, follow me, let's talk some more.
2: I love it. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we got more Drop the Subject. Don't go anywhere.
8: Drop the Subject, the new Channel
1: Q. Hello? Willie? Really? yes hello willie You're, you've called drop the subject with jared and nally and we've we've talked to you last year but i got a direct message t- uh, from you on twitter saying that you wanted to wish us a happy 2020 so we figured why don't you give us a call and do it on the air
3: okay well happy 2020 guys Happy um, 2020. sorry i have not been able to uh bother you guys much this year
1: well, I hope that you've made it your new year's resolution to bother us more. We always love hearing from you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Willie, are you having, for me.
2: Are you having a great start huh? to your year?
3: Um I am Uh-oh. That doesn't sound too I'm, certain. I'm working hard. I'm working hard to I'm, I'm I'm very I'm just putting my nose to the grindstone and hopefully It won't uh, rub away my giant nose.
2: (laughs) Okay. Well, (laughs) I I certainly hope that this year treats you very well and that
3: the decade does the same. Thank you. Likewise.
1: (laughs) Willie, just quickly, I know we have to go soon, but uh, are you still with your fiancé? Is she still your fiancé? I think you proposed to her about five times.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, we're still together. Um, But the good thing is is there's a possibility that... um, she might go through a couple surgeries and uh, stop her epilepsy. And so if that's the case, if that happens this year, uh, mm-hmm. then, you know, cool, cool. Then, like, a lot of the big problems, you know, are going to just kind of be non-problems.
1: Oh, that's good. Good. I'm glad. Well, I, I wish so her all are. the best, and I hope you guys uh, get through it so you can set a date. Well, I'll definitely come to your wedding.
3: <laughs> oh. No, 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 don't worry about it. Cause she wants it in New Zealand, and there is no way in hell am i paying twelve hundred bucks to fly you over, Ali. I'm
1: not even. <laughs> yes, I'm I would definitely make paying. you pay for me, Willie.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not even doing that for my family. <laughs> <No>.
1: <laughs> we'll talk no. to you later, Willie. Thanks for calling. All right. Welcome. I, bye.
2: I love that we're talking about a wedding in this situation because it's time for us to get into gay, gay, cray, cray, yes. which is about a divorce oh, that goes terribly perfect.
1: wrong. <laughs> yeah, I know that... Um, You said that you found a really great one that you wanted to pitch to me. And for anybody who has not heard uh, Gay Gay Cray Cray yet, is it another Thursday staple? And uh, we share a story about a couple that's doing something a little unconventional. We take out all of the gender pronouns. We guess if they are a gay gay couple or just a straight cray cray couple.
2: Yes. So it's time for Gay Gay Cray Cray.
1: Lay it on me, Jarrett.
2: Oh, this one is a wild one. <laughs> okay, so um, I'm doing my best to not use pronouns here. This is—I feel like that's always half the challenge of this mm-hmm. of this game. Um, this headline says Kansas person. Kansas person. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, I'm sure it says, yeah, I'm Kansas, sure it says Kansas, Kansas person, right? I'm, I'm, I'm editing the the headline uh, here. It says, "Kansan asks judge to allow them to have sword fight with their ex."
1: Okay, I mean, I'm not. I don't want to make up my mind immediately.
2: I mean, listen.
1: I know there are other details you listen. have, but I think I have an idea.
2: Don't judge a person by their sword Extreme fights. life, <laughs> right? Exactly. So it says a Kansas person has asked. <laughs> Iowa judge to let them engage in a sword fight with their ex and their ex's attorney, so what? that they can rend their souls from their bodies. <laughs> this is too good. I, I'm I'm changing their names to just the first initials. Um, this person's name starts with a D. It says D okay. 40 of Paula, Kansas said in January 3rd uh, court filings that their ex B 38 of Harlan, Iowa oh, married younger and their attorney Matthew Hudson. <laughs> that's their attorney. Okay. All right. Um uh, had destroyed them legally. Uh the Ostroms, that's her last name, um, have been embroiled in disputes over custody and visitation issues and property tax payments. The judge had the power to let the parties resolve our <laughs> The Judge had the power to let the parties, quote, resolve our disputes on the field of battle legally.
0: Yeah. According
2: to D. Um, D also said uh, in their filing (laughs) that trial by combat, quote, has never been explicitly banned or restricted as a right in these United States. Well,
1: you know, D40 has a a point.
2: D also goes on asking (laughs) the judge for a 12 week time so that they could secure a Japanese samurai sword. (laughs) Their motion filed in the Shelby County District Court stemmed from their frustrations um, with their ex, their ex's attorney, um, a- according to this reporting. Uh, <laughs> Dee says, I think I've met Mr. Hudson, again, the attorney, yeah. um, met Mr. Hudson's absurdity with my own absurdity, um, adding that their form, their, their ex could choose Hudson to act as their champion. Um, Hudson argued and... Uh, Wait,
1: his, he could act as their champion?
2: Like, I guess, like... The, like the like the they would attorney, be judging
1: who won the sword fight.
2: I, I I took that to mean as the attorney could stand in for this person okay. if they wanted because
1: that's pretty amazing. I don't. This could is you imagine wildly. taking on a case and then being like, well, I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> I, this really has gotten farther than I wanted.
2: We are going to take a break. Uh, I'm going to finish telling you this ridiculous story, right, and well, you're going to have to tell me if you can figure it out because this is a tough one.
1: I mean. I think this is as straight as it gets, but we'll (laughs) write down some more information and you'll tell me more after. You You never
0: never know. Drop the subject.
1: The new channel Q. Well, I have been going over my notes uh, for gay, gay, cray, cray. And Jarrett, this is Drop the Subject, by the way, with Allie and Jarrett. Jarrett has brought a story to the show today about uh, a couple. It's Again, we don't know the gender pronouns, but I'm just going to go ahead and say he is... (laughs) Is asking his, I think, female counterpart and her lawyer for a sword fight to I love settle their you, estate.
2: That you assume all of these things already without even hearing the dramatic conclusion of this. I
1: story. think that these people are also larpers. Yes. Larpers? Yes. Do yes. you know that? about larping? No. Oh. Emmy, get on the mic. What's a la- la- Explain to Jerry a what a LARPer, LARPer is. A
2: LARPer is a term I've never heard before. What is this?
7: It's live-action role-play. It's like medieval times. Like, imagine... Oh. Have you seen... What was... A role Models, the movie Role Models with... Uh, Jennifer Aniston? No, it's, I'm thinking of
2: Bad Teacher, sorry. What
7: is it? It's like those two guys. It's like Sean something. And I like, don't know. I The guy from seen Ant-Man. It. Why can't I think of it? Paul, oh, Rudd? Paul Rudd? It's Paul Rudd and... Uh, the Heart Thread No One's Not Coming. Sean. <laughs> on Something, something with his eyebrows and like <laughs> Sean. He has has like Seth hair with his, no, his name Sh- not Seth Rogen. His You're name really is Sean something. Uh, okay, I know anyway. his name is
1: Sean. But they, okay. yeah, they act out like sword fights and like do oh. like
7: medieval. And that's weird what LARPing stuff. is. They
1: basically, yeah, they'll go to like a forest and they'll dress <laughs> in medieval times. And sometimes they have fake weapons. Sometimes they have weapons that they have fashioned for one another. But they have like roles that they play, and they're like, "I challenge you to a duel!" Ha-da! Ha ha! Yeah. And they like. Play, play in the woods together as Can you little... Can
2: hear the look on my face? <laughs> yes. this I think like it sounds
1: lot, like your jam. It
2: sounds a lot like your people and my, <laughs> a lot of mine. Well, this fans. is
1: just more of a nerd thing.
2: Well, just to give you a bit of a recap, this is a Kansas person who has asked an Iowa judge to let them engage in a sword fight with their ex and their ex's attorney in a divorce situation. Um, I, we're calling this person D. He, they are 40 years old <laughs> living in Paola, Kansas. Uh, Uh Um, And their ex is B38 from Harlan, Iowa. What I love is D said to the judge um, that they're requesting this filing by this trial by combat because it has never been explicitly banned or restricted as a right in these United States. Uh, D also asked the judge for 12 weeks time so they could secure a Japanese samurai sword. That's what happened. Yep. Um, their motion filed in uh, Shelby County District Court stemmed from their frustrations with their ex's attorney. Um, what's most interesting to me about this is um, the attorney argued in their legal response that because a duel could end in death, quote, such ramifications likely outweigh those of property tax and custody issues, which are the main issues in this divorce. Um, Hudson asked the judge to reject the request for trial by combat. What I love the most, The judge said in their own filing that they won't be issuing any decisions anytime soon, citing irregularities with both sides, motions and responses, saying, quote, until the proper procedural steps to initiate a court proceeding are followed. This court will no take no further action concerning any motion, objection or petition filed by either party at this time.
1: All right. I'm not even I don't even care about whether they're straight or gay anymore. I want to emancipate these children. (laughs) I think that's important. I think it is, like too. My dad didn't pick me up from school because he was LARPing again. He was in a sword fight with my mom. Help!
2: I, I will tell you, part of the fun of Gay Gay Cray Cray is picking stories that will automatically make you think one thing, mm-hmm. even if that's not the case. So, I'm going to ask you, are uh-huh. these people gay gay, or are they the double cray?
1: All right. I'm going to am gonna go all the way way with cray cray, and I'm even going to guess their names. Okay. D stands for Devin. Okay. B Stands for Beatrice. All right, those are their names.
2: Well, interestingly enough, these two people are David and Benjamin.
1: No way! They're two guys.
2: no I'm lying it's
1: Bridget oh. <laughs> it's a girl Bridget damn <laughs> they're totally straight they're, I was like they're Ew. David and Bridget <laughs> I was like we are getting them on the show immediately, <laughs> immediately if they are gay guys this
2: story is ridiculous we gotta take a <laughs> quick break when we come back my friend I'm
0: happy huh.
2: my friend Asha Daya, is gonna be coming in to join us uh, to talk to us about the women's march and uh, why it's uh, happening again this weekend and that, that's up next
0: Drop the subject. The new channel Q.
2: Drop the subject is back, and I am super excited. If you followed me for any amount of time, you will know who this person is because she's been on everything that I've ever done. (laughs) I've like invited you to come talk about something, Um, and uh, yes, her name is Asha Daya. Welcome, Asha.
9: Hello. Thank you for having me. Yes, of course. Welcome.
2: I'm super excited to have you because I know the Women's March is coming up, and when we're talking about having someone on to talk about the Women's March, I thought like. Well, duh! I'm gonna call Asha. So, um, I wanted you to <laughs> be able you. to talk, but like before we get into the Women's March, you have this accent that some people might recognize from. Where's it from? I can It's from
9: Australia. It's so hard yes. to place. I know, right? <laughs> Everyone knows where Australia is right now. Exactly. Sure. Yes. Yeah. So I oh wanted to gosh.
2: to acknowledge Crazy. that. Um, you know, we're we're thinking about the folks in Australia and yeah, your family's definitely. obviously in Australia, but you said yeah, they're okay.
9: They're not close to the fires, but it's just it's all over the news, and so everyone's sharing about it on social media. So if there's if you see links to Don't Please do so because so much wildlife is affected and yeah. we, we're talking and this homes week about a sad.
2: billion animals are expected to have been dead, so we're oh. yeah, it's just horrifying. I, to I hear know that. this is completely
9: fine.
1: off subject, but I saw something on Twitter that was like, Don't oh. worry, Steve Irwin's waiting for you. And I was like, oh Stop my God. And there's like a picture of him like cuddling all the animals. I was like, oh. Stop
2: it! Oh yikes. All right. God. Well, taking a hard left I know.
1: turn. Yes. I'm sorry, but I it was like the image came up in my head and I was like, oh. <laughs> Yeah.
2: So we're <laughs> anyway, we're, playing, we're uh, praying for all the people in Australia yes. and hope that. Um, and it
9: seems like things are getting a little better at least, right? Seemingly, so much money has yeah. been raised. That's um, good. Volunteers from America have gone over there, firefighters, which is just incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah.
2: This fire has ramifications that will last for decades. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. But I wanted to talk to you about the Women's March because the Women's March is coming up. Yep. And um, talk to us about why it's happening now and what it means and why it's important.
9: So it's the fourth annual March. And as we're all aware, it is impeachment year, yeah, mm-hmm. baby.
2: So, <laughs> it's impeachment year. It's also like the final year of this Trump presidency. Hopefully,
9: it might be the final year of America. But the women, we <laughs> we're definitely so this is the last March, everyone. We don't
2: know if this is the season finale or the series finale, <laughs> but we're getting to something. Hey,
9: listen, an armed militia were going to like storm Virginia State Capitol House today, and that's how the Handmaid's Tale starts. So, oh, yes, yes important
2: that's right, right, now. right. That's right. So, we have, you we know it's been...
9: bad when
1: there are comparisons to that show. Exactly.
2: Right. No, one of the stories we we won't have time to get to today is that Virginia is banning weapons at the Capitol because of a rally that's supposed to be happening there. So So that's a whole other conversation. But yeah,
9: Well, this is why the Women's March is important because people have been signaling the alarm about, well, specifically like reproductive rights, which is what The Handmaid's Tale is about, but so many other rights for years. And now with Trump in office, we've seen the receipts of what he's been doing for the past four years, whether it's immigration, whether it's LGBTQ attacks, whether it's taking away um, the rights of people with uteruses in the name of religion just freedom. Mm. So I think it's really important that um, we march and we support all the causes that are going to hopefully keep us alive.
2: To to the point of what you're making, I... I I hate the way that rights movements always end up becoming about one issue. I think the gay yeah. rights movement was all about marriage and people don't think about the myriad other issues that it's are attached to that. Exactly. Yeah. Can you talk about, because I think people think about women's rights and that always, almost always goes directly to reproductive rights and abortion. Right. But it's about so much more than that. Can you talk about what those other issues are?
9: Look, it's called the Women's March because it was started by an amazing group of badass women. However, it's not just about, and I I almost think like the term women's rights is it's kind of outdated. It should be intersectional. It should be about equality. Should be that about everyone. And even reproductive rights is a very legal and political term. It should be reproductive justice, which includes mm. all the intersectional issues, how it affects the LGBTQ community, how it affects immigrants, how it affects us in our you know in our fa- financial uh, status and all mm-hmm. of that. So this year the theme is women rising. And I think it plays on to why the Women's March kind of came about and its initial impact on this country. A record number of women ran for office after the first Women's March. A record number of women, especially women of colour, were elected to Congress and state houses around the country in the 2018 midterm elections, which was really, really cool.
2: Mind you. Almost all of them Democrats.
9: (laughs) Most of them pretty much. Only one or two are
2: Republicans or something like that, yeah.
9: Yeah. Look, we should celebrate um, women rising to political leadership anyway, but specifically, you know, myself, I'm biased. I want to see progressive policies that include everyone. But it's also an election year, and so hopefully that this March will have an impact on. Elections we're seeing around the country and in the capital. I was recently. looking up
1: some stuff about the women's march, and because I'm, I'm not able to go this weekend because I'm going to be out of town,
9: but uh, I will represent you in spirit. Thank you. I did.
1: I have gone to the other ones to be fair, but uh, but no, that's neither here nor there. I was just reading about how uh, there are some declines in turnouts for mm. the women's march, which is right. frustrating, but it's after Trump got elected, it was like, ah, get yes. out, like, like, hold on, yeah, let me yeah. get my yeah. sign, let me get my, uh, you know, there was so yeah. much motivation from everybody and especially yeah. women to get out there and, and, you know, march and protest. And, and then I think, I, I just wonder how some women feel like sort of. I mean, all people kind of, kind of feel kind of battle-worn by the past mm. few years. Being like, oh my god, this is so like it's just it wears you down eventually. But it's important for us to yes. have a new wave of strength mm-hmm. and uh, and just diligence and enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for this. So I think it's more like years like this are more important than ever because the first sure. thought isn't. let's get out there let's get out there you know what I mean
9: yeah I think there has to be momentum each year because there are marches every year that are happening like hate to mention it, but like the March for Life, which is, you know, done by anti-choice um, activists every year on the anniversary of Roe versus Wade. And they get out there on the Capitol every year, every year, and they attack um, abortion rights around the country. And they've been pretty successful. So hmm. I think we have to do the same with consistency. Yes. yeah. And it's there's always issues that we can work on. So I think it's important we get out there. We
2: yeah. got to take, take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to continue talking about the Women's March that's coming happening, happening this weekend. But also, I want to talk to you about your new book. Yes. And the website that you run and all those things, all that's coming up next. Don't go anywhere.
9: Drop
0: the subject. The new channel drop,
2: Q. Drop the subject. Welcome back. You guys are really missing out on such good conversations <laughs> during the music and we the commercials. We could
1: do a whole podcast with Off the Air. We
2: should. Yeah. We, we have to stop saying that because I think people are going to get mad because we always talk about that. <laughs> All right. Uh, drop the subject is back. I'm Jarrett. That's Allie. And joining us in studio, one of my favorite people is Asha Daya. Welcome.
9: Hello. We were
2: just talking about the Women's March that's happening over this weekend. Yeah. Um, the fourth annual Women's March. The first one happened the day after Donald Trump's inauguration. Yes. It was enormous. I was there. Uh, here in L.A. and like they're happening. This
9: was the biggest march, I think, in the country's recorded history. I believe so, the biggest protest, yeah.
2: yeah. Um, And it was a a big moment, and I'm excited to hear that it's happening again. And uh, we were just talking about that, but something else that you're doing that is really, really cool is you have a new book that's coming out in March called Today's Wonder Women, Everyday Superheroes Who Are Changing the World. And what I love about this is is we have all heard the story of like a person who no one's ever heard of who's lived an extraordinary life Mm -hmm. and has like overcome extraordinary odds and like you've taken 50 of those stories right and put them into a book.
9: Yes so it started with my blog girltalkhq.com which I've been doing forever and I interview a bunch of women and girls and femmes and non-binary people all the time just like talking about their lives and the awesome badass things that they're doing and I got a book deal from that it kind of came about really randomly And I was like, hell yeah, I want to write about these people who are just so inspiring to me. And so it's a collection of all these people from around the world, but mostly in the U.S. Um, And they're just, you know, doing really incredible things. And, you know, it's like we've seen all these stories come out from the Women's March and happening politically right now in our country. So the book comes out on March 1st, and I'm really excited to share it with the world and just showcase people who are doing these incredible things but more so than that to encourage people who are reading it like hey you're probably doing something incredible keep doing it even and though you're not a
1: recognizable you, name you, or yes, face necessarily you don't have to have yeah. a lot of
9: money you don't have to have a lot of social media followers like you can create change wherever you are right now so
1: yeah i'm always amazed to hear stories of people who are in a lot older generations that dealt with even more uh, you oppression know, yes, uh oppression and thing. sexism than we do now right. because just to hear some of the things that some of these women say and you're like yes and you're saying that like you know when you were in the in the 50s yeah. growing up you know it's amazing how did you narrow it down to 50 and how did you find those 50
9: it was hard because i feel really lucky that i've just been able to talk to so many amazing people but um Hopefully I'll get to do a second edition one day, but I narrowed it down to there's like eight different topics like activism and entrepreneurship and Mm. um, different subjects like that. So I kind of just picked... The I, I don't know it's, it's I don't want to say the, the cream of the crop because there are some that I had to cut out that I was really pained to to cut sure. out. Sure, um, but just in. But you the also have to of, make sure
1: the book has enough exactly. different stories. And I was that contracted balance each other to a certain out.
9: word count as well, so I right. had to kind of keep that down to a, you know a certain amount of stories. But um. But you're right. This could be like a book series. Yeah, and yeah. I'm hoping it will be. But yeah, I just picked 50 that I felt were probably the most relevant now and um, resonated with people. Just go happening uh, with what's happening around the world. And Socially and politically. Can so. you maybe
2: share one of the stories of, of one of the people that you really enjoyed?
9: Yes. Um, again, it's hard to narrow it down. Right, the cream of the cream of the crop. The right. <laughs> Who's the Go. best? Um, Who's the person you like the
2: most? Give oh us your God, favorite. For sure. <laughs>
9: a woman that really stands out to me. Her name's Sarah Cunningham. She started an organization called Free Mom Hugs. Mm-hmm. It's nationally. It's a national organization now. But she is a Christian woman, white Christian woman from Oklahoma, so she's in that Bible Belt mm-hmm. kind of area. But her son is gay, and she had no idea about the LGBT community until she learned that her son was gay he came out she started asking questions and she had a massive change of heart and realized that she was part of the problem and so now she and the organization of volunteers all around the country they hold marches they hold workshops and they basically hand out free hugs like that's their mm. calling card kind of thing but beyond that they they go into churches and they help educate people like you know Trans people are important, LGBTQ people are important. Like this is why you shouldn't be excluding them and this is why I as her, I as a Christian woman am very um supportive of the community and why you should be too. And I think that is so important because every person has a space that they can be in to create change and that's what she's doing.
2: What I also think is really extraordinary about you, and we don't have time to really get into it right now, but I did a BuzzFeed video with you that uh, was about your own personal story oh, yeah. of being a, a, a being an evangelical Christian woman who believed a completely former. different things right exactly yeah. and then how that changed for you in your life is your story in this book as well or is your story it's coming not, I
9: mean there's a, there's an introduction where I talk about uh, the women in my life and you know why I'm so inspired by stories and different life events that I've been through that make me want to share other mm-hmm. women's stories like going through a divorce at 29 yeah. and, um, just leaving the evangelical community and finding who i am as a person as a woman and my place in the world so there's a little bit of it in there
2: i love that okay well you can find out more about the work that asha does at girltalkhq.com and the new book is called today's wonder women everyday superheroes who are changing the world you can pre-order it right now on amazon it comes out march 1st yes thank you so much asha we really appreciate you being here thank
9: you both for having me thank you
2: yes we'll take a quick break when we come back news it or lose it don't go anywhere
7: The subject presents. News it or lose it.
2: All right, Allie, I have so many stories that I love for News it or lose it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna make this work, okay? So I've got three headlines. You've got three votes. Let's get it. First headline. Yamaha is warning against climbing into instrument cases after an escape case.
1: I saw this story. I didn't click on it, so I'm glad to get the lowdown. I have
2: two headlines that involve Twitter. You can choose which one you want. Number one is... Is it Hot Pockets? Please be Hot Pockets. Discontinued Hot Pockets Aha! is trending on Twitter. <laughs> um, the other story, uh, is especially for me, uh, J- Twitter's uh, CEO, Jack Dorsey, is explaining why you're not getting the edit button that you want on Twitter, which I, everybody keeps saying like we should get an edit button for Twitter so you can Oh, go
1: back. so he's explaining why we don't have that? Yeah. Okay, yes, I want to well, know. You but, just got a three for three. Oh,
2: well, I actually had a, another story. Oh, you did? You chose the Twitter story you wanted.
1: Oh, I had to elect each yep. Twitter Well, okay, can I chose both. I'll, I'll keep this last
2: story for tomorrow. You okay. can have both. Dave. The headline Thief wearing hover shoes sought by police, and of course, he's a Florida man.
0: Oh, I'm already looking forward to tomorrow. <laughs> we'll be
2: right
1: back.
0: Drop the subject. The new Channel Q.
7: Drop the subject presents News it or lose it.
2: All right, Allison Johnson. You have chosen three stories that you have to live with.
1: I have chosen.
2: <laughs>
1: what, what was that? I don't know. Things are getting weird.
2: Uh, this headline comes from NBC News and it says Yamaha warns against climbing into instrument cases after I believe that's the last name is Gozen case. Um, Earlier reports, which had been dismissed, say that this guy carried out um, was carried out of his home in Tokyo in a double bass case.
1: Oh, okay. Those are pretty big. I would say the small person <clears throat> could fit in there. No problem.
2: Well, this comes from Tokyo, apparently, and they're warning people not to try and squeeze inside musical instrument cases because <laughs> of this report. They say, we won't mention the reason, but there have been many tweets about climbing inside large musical instrument cases. A warning after any unfortunate accident would be too late, so we ask everyone not to try it. So um, the person died? Um
1: they said before it's too late.
2: Before it's too late. Well, I think they're saying, like, if something Just were to a happen precaution. to you, we wouldn't oh, know. Okay. Um, well, They say Gozen, who's accused of, again, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing this name correctly, Gozen, who's accused of hiding earnings, transferring investment losses um, to Nissan and misappropriating company funds, escaped from Japan at the end of December, heading to Lebanon. Japanese authorities have vowed to pursue him and have issued an international wanted notice for him and his wife, Carol. The former. The former what auto-
1: music case is Carolyn.
2: I know, right? The former auto executive and fugitive um, has declined to reveal how he slipped past Japanese airport security or confirmed media reports ac- accomplices smuggled him through a private jet lounge um, in an airport in Japan um, in a large speaker box that was too large to fit through the facility's X ray scanner.
1: Uh, you know, you, you, there's that common phrase where it's like, I'm going on a trip to Thailand. And someone's like, oh, You want to put me in your suitcase? <laughs> and to, to know that that people actually do, do that sometimes I love that do it. <laughs> Can I fit in your suitcase? <laughs> <laughs> Can I fit in your overhead? <laughs> I'm like no no. Like, no, you can't. You're like, actually, a man died doing that. Yeah, exactly. So, well, you know, when, and, and it sounds like something that somebody would do if they were trying to elude authorities, but the way that people handle these bags, I don't think anyone could survive that.
2: Well, I'm just tripping that this man is like a really wealthy guy <laughs> right. who's like sneaking out of town and is seemingly in Lebanon somewhere. Yeah. So, um, that's an interesting one. Now, the second story comes from Mashable, and I will tell you, this is something that really, really bothers me. Like, is this is the edit. This is the edit button on on Twitter. This headline says Twitter's Jack Dorsey explains why you're not getting that edit button. I have been wanting the edit button from Twitter for the longest time because I'm something, someone who will tweet really quickly and shoot out a tweet and then it will
1: and then you mis- see and you've already gotten likes or retweets exactly. and you don't want to I mean you wish you could just edit that and not upload a new one because then you have to start all over again well
2: apparently that's a big part of the reason why Jack Dorsey is saying that they're not going to do it and there's no edit button there hasn't been edit button traditionally is we started as a SMS text messaging service so as you all know when you send a text you can't really take it back. We wanted to preserve that vibe and that feeling uh, in the early days, but now you know we have an app and a lot of people are using us on the web. And there's some issues with Edit that we can we can solve. Um, one is you might send a tweet and then someone might retweet that,
8: and then an hour later you completely change the contents of that tweet, and that person that retweeted the original tweet is now retweeting and rebroadcasting something completely different. So that's something to watch out for. A lot of people want it because... That makes
1: a lot of sense, though. That makes
2: a lot of sense. However, Facebook has the same situation and like you can edit your Facebook posts. Yeah. So I I know that I've had to go in and revise a typo more times than I can count right but like you can share something on Facebook and then go back and edit it and that edit does last but it also says edited right you can go back and see like the True. feed of what those edits look like well so, in the
1: beginning part of what he said doesn't really it was like yeah you know we never he started really had out it. as it was, like, it was like that's not an excuse Also, a lot of things started out without features that it now has. So you are able to. I feel like Twitter's so damn stubborn sometimes.
2: Yeah. Like
1: that, like doing the limit extension was like, oh my God, we now have more characters. And now
2: it's like 240 characters is still not, 280 characters is still not enough. I I mean, you make it work.
1: But then people tweet thread themselves right which which just seems desperate to me well i
2: will say that the twitter thread has been like kind of the workaround for that but it also twitter i always think has made me a better writer because, like, I have to be more succinct in the things that I'm saying, and I have to be more thoughtful about did I need a really? Did I need a very? Did I need an ellipsis? Like, it I makes think that's think why
1: uh, writers like Twitter.
2: Well, one of the other things I love about Twitter is oh, a good trending hashtag. And last night there was a great trending hashtag. Uh, it's called uh, hashtag discontinued hot pockets. And basically, people were putting, uh,
1: like ideas of hot pockets that were no that of were not awful that were hot pockets, yeah right. it was like boiling water hot pockets which right. I would argue is any hot pocket
2: <laughs> exactly if you if you eat it too quickly um, one of them was it's just bread and like <laughs> and what I love about it is like they show like the cut of the hot pocket and what's inside and you can of it. see inside of it and like this one is just bread (laughs) it's just bread I love one that I saw last night which was just like a black hole and it was like my empty soul or something like that Um, a Hot Pocket with trombone spit that's disgusting (laughs) disgusting.
1: There was uh, one I saw that was Hot Pockets Hot Pockets. Hot Pockets so it was Hot Pockets. a bunch of tiny Hot Pockets inside of a Hot Pocket. This is where I always wish I could do Photoshop.
2: Yeah, no, this one has um, aquarium gravel and it looks like the like, little <laughs> rainbow colored <laughs> aquarium gravel. This one is bees and used medical needles. Oh, Can you imagine like biting into it? God. Um, I, it's just like there's so many of them. So go check out the hashtag discontinued Hot Pockets. It was hilarious. The What's amount
1: like? of hours that people put into making those. Oh my
2: God, it's so good.
0: And now None of it wasted.
2: None of it was wasted. Absolutely. We'll be right back.
0: Drop the subject. The new channel cue.
2: I'm still trying to finish up my happy ending
0: here. I'm just
2: having
1: fun with these steel drums. I
2: almost have a a period. I'm almost there. (laughs) Same. But look at the...
1: (laughs) <laughs> because women have, they have periods. They're menses. That's a thing. Yeah, I see. It,
2: it's a, it's a, a homonym yeah. of period, the punctuation. This is a woman-themed show. I isn't it great? It really is. Um, it is that time of the day. We've got to wrap up the show. It's that time of the month. It's that time of the month. <laughs> it's that time of the day. It's that time of the show where we've got to land this plane. It's time for happy endings we talked about a lot um I, I in our email this morning i emailed you that we had crazy ass impeachment stuff yes um and we spent a few segments talking about the wildness of that we did a really estate about a studio apartment on a boat we did which was stupid
1: just a, one of three studio apartments on the houseboat Jesus. so you wouldn't even be alone
2: just in case that was important um, to you as an individual uh-huh. you want other people uh, in your floating apartment complex uh, a gay gay cray cray where a man wanted to the judge to let him in his divorce case fight sword his ride. ex-wife and her attorney with a samurai sword
1: I feel so bad for that attorney and and of course their children
2: I was going to say and the judge um, okay I've got my happy ending
1: alright go ahead
2: <clears throat> Donald Trump may still be president. No, I'm kidding. I
1: was like, okay, <laughs> you gotta be kidding. I'll go with you.
2: Ryan Reynolds could still get it, but no. <laughs> <laughs> it may suck that this young girl was expelled from her Christian school because her cake had a rainbow on it, even though she's not actually gay. But look at the bright side. She doesn't have to invite any of those kids to her birthday party because you know they're obnoxious.
1: Mm-hmm. And maybe she will be gay one day. Maybe she will be.
2: Maybe I mean, maybe this is going to convert her.
1: Yeah, I, I know would be.
2: my brother was the most obnoxious when he was going to the little Christian school that he was at. I remember him coming home one day and I wasn't listening to him. He was like, turn on your listening ears, Jarrett." And I was oh, like, God. shut up. Jesus
1: is watching you. We
2: got a minute and 10 seconds. What my got?
1: happy ending is as follows. Of course, Jack Dorsey has disappointed many Twitter fans by saying he will not have an edit button on Twitter. But on the bright side, If we were ever to have an edit button, we wouldn't have amazing things like Kofifi.
2: Oh, a well made point.
1: Great things like Trump saying that he wants to promote the possibility of lasting Peach. (laughs) Um,. (laughs) You know, misspelling John, misspelling two, misspelling well, counsel. There are so many things that he's misspelled that have brought us joy.
2: Thinking even more seriously, like we wouldn't have a lot of the things that he said like 10 years ago about, um, about someone and that have come back to haunt him Very either. Very true. Can't go back. Emmy, we got 28 seconds.
7: What you got? TikTok may be the biggest abyss of thirstiest people on the internet. <laughs> but I really hope that this story breaking about like challenging the hospitals and asking for an itemized bill will actually like really benefit a lot of people because I mean hospital bills like I don't know if you guys have ever Mm -hmm. they be crazy grow honestly so I really hope that this can sort of like teach a lot of people to start questioning things more and help them not get into like a lifetime of debt No, it's
1: good because there is finally good news about tiktok
2: absolutely
7: because
1: tiktok has not been I mean, Not I think well any lucked. new social media platform, I'm like, stop it. Why do we have this?
2: Well, you're going to have to stop it because we have this out time. We're in debt 20 seconds. Oh, no. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow uh, for a Friday show where the most special guest of all guests ever will be here. Katie, Ali's <laughs> wife, will be joining us. Don't go anywhere. Uh, Unless we'll be... she cancels. <laughs> Let's go. There's coming up uh, just a little while. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you later.